The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Underestimate the power of PlayStation. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Beyond Episode Five Hundred and Twenty-Three. Uh, my name is Marty Sleeve. I'm joined by Zach Ryan. Hey, Miranda Sanchez. Hello. <laughs> and Juan Pierce. Uh, we just got back from PSX, so we have all sorts of cool stuff to talk about, including uh, Death Stranding. We sat down with Hideo Kojima. He gave us all sorts of scoops on uh, the new trailer. That's very exciting. Uh, we finally got to see a big BCD of dreams and realize what that game is, which is a lot more than just a game. Uh, Alana got to play the Detroit Cara demo, which received a lot of controversy. Uh, and then a ton more stuff from just FromSoft to uh, Guacamelee and the Valley of Gods. It's a very exciting weekend. All right, now we're going to take a moment and throw to James Duggan with a message from our sponsor. Today's Podcast Beyond giveaway is presented by God of War The Lost Pages. In celebration of God of War, we're giving away a $100 PlayStation Store gift card for your gaming enjoyment. Just go to ign.formstack.com forward slash forms forward slash podcast beyond underscore sweepstakes for a chance to win. And let's be honest, if you can remember that URL, you deserve to win. Check out the God of War podcast, The Lost Pages of Norse Myth on iTunes and Google Play for official game lore and in-depth interviews with Santa Monica Studio. A new episode is available each month leading up to God of War's release. All right. Thanks, James. Now back to the show. I think we could probably just can we just go. talk about Kojima? Yeah, we could. I just so want to talk about, about Kojima. Yeah. I don't know. I put that at the, at the start. There's a ton of stuff to talk about, but I feel like yeah. looking at traffic on the site, everyone's everyone's talking about this man and his weird trailer. Yeah, you just put up an awesome, lengthy feature about your interview that uh, yeah. you and Max had an opportunity to do at PSX. Yeah. So that that it's really cool. If anybody's checking it out, uh, or if mm-hmm. anybody hasn't yet, uh, go ahead and, and read that because it'll give you more context to what we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. Well, we also put up a, a rewind. Of yeah. The, yeah. Glowy really did an incredible rewind. always. I guess just like starting off like we're seeing it right now what did you guys think of the trailer i care now wow Interesting. well I mean, before huge. i was just like oh i mean I'll, we'll find out more someday yeah. i was like oh this is strange but chloe will explain it to me yeah <laughs> and then this one i was just like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. weird ghost hand we got a lot more and... context from this trailer mm-hmm. than we had from any of the others and like i i have always said that i'm cool with kojima just repeatedly releasing these obscure short films um yeah it still doesn't make me know what the game is i think well this one there's dimension stuff this one you give it so much more context though yeah. than the others the others are just like there's a lot of dead fish mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's a hole in a really creepy baby and then yeah. the next one's like oh there's there's one of kojima's best friends yeah Mads. swallowing the baby <laughs> really helped me to understand uh, what's going well on so i think yeah, i th- think the thing about this trailer is i think we finally if we want to infer stuff from it 
understand what a lot of the gameplay mechanics in this game are. Well, right. Like and this I, one is one continuous piece, where yeah. the other ones is just like... Sort of strange, yeah. like tone pieces. Yeah. yeah. I think that this is the first time that we've really been given anything that would lead to Actually any sort of game. inference. Yes. But, uh, no, I mean, like, there's, there's all sort of, like, wild speculation anytime any of these... Uh, trailers or, or short films have been released, right? But this is the first time that, that we've been given anything that, that looks like anything that could actually potentially be... this. For all we know, this is just a cutscene ripped from the game. It is. Yeah. Anyone listening yeah. to the audio yeah. version, is a, we're playing the trailer right now, so we yeah. might reference some stuff, this, but the thing uh, on his shoulder, I assume, is going to be in the game. I yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. So this yes. scene comes uh, shortly after the prologue of the game, so this is the earliest thing we've seen from the so game. So this is a full scene. Yes, this is in the video game. It looks so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we see, like, mechanics-wise, we have that uh, little robot arm that, that appears over the I, character's I shoulders. I love it so Which is much. great. I mean, that so Kojima cute. came out with it. We got to see Kojima with it. It was great. Um, and he says it has a name, but he hasn't said what the name is yet. I'm very excited for this thing to have a name. But it very much looks like this is going to be a key mechanical element in this game, the same mm-hmm. way like your codec was an element in uh, the Metal Gear games. I think this is going to be a thing that not only acts as clearly this is able to spot you know, these trans-dimensional beings. It's able to sort of chirp in that direction and realize where they are. But also when characters pull out their guns, it sort of turns into like a reticle. So I also feel like it's going to be a thing mm, that cool. helps you in combat. But then another right. thing we see is it only activates when the baby is in the, the in the tube of its owner. Right, so I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. And like reading your analysis like and talking with Kojima is just like, oh, I know yeah. so much more in this trailer now. Like even just then we saw the guy who's like stuck under the car mm-hmm. and he gets hit in the face by the rain. Yeah. And I didn't notice him aging there before. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that's he, Kojima called it time fall and apparently in this world there's rainfall, which is just normal rain, and then there's time fall, which is rain from another dimension, which rapidly speeds up the way time moves when it touches something. So plants will grow and wilt. Humans will age incredibly quickly. Um, so I guess you'd like be terrified of the rain. Everyone's terrified <laughs> for the rain, seemingly, except for Norman Reedus for some reason. So Norman Reedus' character, Sam, it might be Sam Porter, we don't know yet. He has a jacket that says Porter. We don't know if his name is Porter or if his job is literally a porter, a carrier I mean, of things. I assumed that that was his surname. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. He seems more important than a human who is carrying a thing. And obviously they're all carrying this baby that we don't really know a ton about. We know that the baby we've seen is a singular baby. Yeah, it's There's one, it's only not the one, one baby. We and, have not, there have not been many babies. I am that's of the assumption that with the interdimensional time travel business that's going on, that this is a baby like in a Terminator kind of way who does something really important in the future that they really need to make sure that they protect. Or does something really important so in this alternate world. Yeah. 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 So they're trying to protect this thing so that the future works oh, totally. is my I, logic. I think what's interesting about this this extended trailer more so than any of the other ones is that uh, in looking at the previous ones, these fan theories that have sort of been flying around were sort of based on mostly nothing, right? And so there, there are all these kind of wild shots in the dark as to what this game could be and like what the times or what the setting is and what the plot might be, et cetera. This one, uh, a lot of the speculation, uh, they're starting to run concurrent, right? So people yeah, are yeah. sort of starting to put these kind of clues together and kind of figuring things out. Like, yeah. I think the thing that, that immediately popped up in my mind and, and I was watching, I wasn't at the Game Awards, but I was here in the office. Sorry, and this part's super interesting in the video. Watch his, the thing on his, his, uh, his wrist. wrist. Yeah, so when the, when the Sorry, character gets pulled upside down and yeah. coming up to the sky, he starts stabbing himself because he clearly just doesn't want to be taken alive. And he has this light on a wrist that goes from green, uh, blue to green to orange to red. And we assume I, his health. My, yeah, we yeah. think it's, that's going to be your health Sorry. I just wanted to get that yeah. real quick before it disappears from the screen. So rude. Sorry, Zach. So rude. It disappears very quickly. Uh, 
But what I'm saying is uh, the idea that it's uh, something to do with some sort of multiverse, <laughs> like that's like obviously the biggest like point of speculation. Now, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, it like must. It yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah, with the um, things walking through the mud. And totally. Just, like there's not space between them for something to be there mm-hmm. and the car. Yes, exactly. And them. Like, yeah. It just, and we don't know if those sense. are the sort of those those five figures that are always hovering in the background mm-hmm. of of certain shots, and we obviously see this giant Lovecraftian kaiju thing that when it explodes, all of a sudden we're thrust into the water with with Sam, and that's where it's sort of the big gameplay element that Kojima told us about was. Uh, so the way he he sort of framed it as for forty years uh, in in video games, when you die, uh, you go to a screen and it says, "Do you want to continue?" And then you'd put in a quarter, and then you'd appear back before you died, and so you get another chance. To, to beat whatever killed you or to conquer that that obstacle. Uh, and he said that's an archaic thing that most games just haven't really tried to move past. And so the thing in this game is when you die, the game brings you to this sort of underwater purgatory. And he said it's going to play out in first person. So you're going to be underwater, you're going to be in first person, and you're going to see Sam's body, but you're able to navigate this sort of in-between and collect items that you lost and learn more about the story. And then when you're ready to return, you 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 sort of just become one with your body again. And then when you come back to the real world, it's not before the events happen, it's after. So, which is why you see that after the baby's doing the thumbs up now. This is really beautiful. <laughs> uh, but you see when he's when Norman Reedus is reborn back into the real world, that crater is there because that giant kaiju explosion happened. Right. So mm. it's not, do you want to continue? We'll move you back five minutes. It's everything is going forward. Death, death is the storytelling piece. Yes, death does not pull you out so, of the game. My only thing with that is like, if you die a lot because we, this is still supposed to be an action game, is that going to be really annoying? To be like put into this second that, level that you explore underwater. That's the question that I had too, right? Like this seems like a logistical nightmare from a game development standpoint. Like the idea of coming back to a world that's changed rather than resetting. Because like in Dark Souls, you come back after you die, but all the enemies just go back to their normal spot. Like so some progression is saved, yeah. but like for the most part, it's like, well, okay, it's it's lore wise. You've died and have come back, but mechanically, you might as well like you might as well have just entered that I area. I would guess what will happen in in most segments where we actually have action is just that the enemies that you killed stay dead, and you just get back to the same spot. So it's not too much of a logistical nightmare for stuff like this. It is, but I imagine that's a cutscene. I mean, what if there's right, what if there's we, stuff that this is a cutscene? Yeah. So I, mean, I yeah. think we do have that maybe set bigger pieces where like you may need to die to learn something that's about exactly, the game, yeah. and that's, that's like exactly what I was gonna using say. it more yeah. as a mechanic as opposed to. Hey, every time you die, you're going to go back here and it's going to be long and you're going to have to yeah. Like, yeah. back in into it. Yeah, what so if maybe you, it doesn't happen every time. What if your yeah. character can't die in the game like just during gameplay, but there's scripted moments where yeah. your character is killed? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, clearly there's still like a million questions left on the games, but, but yeah. I don't know. After walking away from that interview and seeing this trailer and sort of you know watching Chloe's Rewind, I feel like I know more about the game than I definitely more than I did a week right. ago. And sure. I'm starting to sort of see. I'm like, okay, I'm, I think I understand some of the things we're actually going to oh, be doing. And like one thing game. we didn't talk about is. Um, in the first trailer, Norman Reedus or Sam, we know his name mm-hmm. now, had that C-section scar, whereas yeah. this he doesn't. Yeah. So clearly this is Long before, before yeah, that. Yeah. So in well, plus theory, you saw the baby, baby all in the throat. Right. You know, so. so they had to like cut that out of him. I really point. like the thumbs up baby. Like that's like, honestly, like 2017. I like that a lot too. 2017 has been just a real bad year, uh, but if it ends with thumbs up baby, I'm like, all right, I maybe just, 2018 is be a little bit better. When, when that plays, I have this noise. It's just like, uh, like this kid just. <laughs> at PSX during the keynote, there was like, 
a bunch of us from IGN were there, and then like a lot of the kind of funny guys were there, and like there's like just groups that we could see in the stadium in the auditorium. And uh, when Kojima came out and they had their whole thing, they were playing they replayed the, the trailer. They were replaying the trailer, kind of like we were doing here on the show. And <laughs> you just saw this sea of hands go up, just yeah. giving a thumbs up, like yeah. when it was going to happen. It was like people Love were very baby. excited to see that thumbs up. <laughs> we baby. also had some like Naughty Dog team members in front of us, and at one point during the trailer, one of them just puts their hands up. And it's like yeah. just clearly confused, like what? <laughs> what? What's happening here? Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's a, the the. I mean, that's the thing with any Kojima game, but especially this game, it's this uh, massive question mark. Mm-hmm. And that's it's the best. Though. I know. I'm really like, excited. Figuring everything out, coming to the office, say, "Hey, there's a new Duster or anything. Let's figure out what all these things mean." Is just the most fun thing. I think that's like one of the coolest parts of our jobs is moments where that happens. Like it happened with Zelda. Uh, I guess it kind of happened with Destiny too. And this is like one of the first times that I've worked here that it's happened with a game that's not even out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone's like, "What does this part mean?" That yeah. we're all like, and he said to he, like, he loves that. Like he loves releasing a thing and then having this like two way dialogue with fans. And he reads fan feedback. And like he loves people parsing through this. Well, game. and what I thought was even more interesting was that he he said in your interview that he purposely put stuff in to incite that sort of reaction. Yeah. Like he he literally he put himself PT. in this yeah. trailer. Yeah. Like he's he's hidden. Kojima in is a character yeah. in the goop. Yeah. He's oh. hidden, yeah. His face is in the goop. But then there's little <laughs> things like there's little things like the the. Um, the wristbands changing yeah. colors yeah. or or the recurrence of the number five. Yeah. Like yeah. there's five fingers on a hand, there's yeah. five bugs that he spits out, yeah, there's yeah, five yeah. floating characters. You know, so it's those little things that he's just like, it reminds hey, me of like what does that mean? Like why don't you figure it when out? I was in college yeah. and obsessed with Lost. Like we would just like pour over every single episode. Yeah. We'd like freeze frame we're like, oh that shark has a Dharma logo on it. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, can you imagine what that would be like to be someone like Kojima releasing a trailer that everyone in the world is trying to figure out. Like, that's going to be such a cool feeling for him. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, all of these people in a country that's so yeah. culturally different to where he lives. It's just, like, that's got to be awesome. Like, we're all eating it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they started, like, full like full body performance capture last week. Yeah, we also he, heard... He said, like, they, had to not, they, could, they couldn't do performance capture for a year because of the SAG strike. Yeah. 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 It's like, it literally, they started last week. Um, and Mark Cerny said on stage, who was the um, technical producer of the game, mm-hmm. who said he had played five to six hours of it. So yeah. There was game. an audible gasp when he said that I know. in the room. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he said it so casually. Yeah, having played five to six hours, and people were like, oh, he played it. Yeah. <laughs> He's wow. the technical producer of yeah. the game. Some That's people great. thought he was joking. I was yeah. like, I don't think I loved Mark Cerny jokes about anything. I don't think Mark Cerny jokes about anything. He had the best zinger where he was like, so Hideo, what's this game about? And then Kojima said something esoteric, and then... And then he was like, so what's this game so about? So what's this game about? Yeah. And then he didn't answer, yeah, and he, he was like, yes, we're moving on to the next question. <laughs> yeah, it's like, of course. Like, why would he say anything about yeah. that? So no, he's like, so that's, charming. Yeah, such a big part of the mystery is, like, figuring yeah. it out before then. And of course, like, yeah, they're going to play something. Sure. It's not the game we're going to get. No, of course. Like, but like, yes, close. The, the mechanics are there. Systems are there. Yeah, um, well, that, that makes me, like, a little more hopeful that maybe it comes out in 2020. Like, I was thinking it's, like, five years away. Maybe it's 2019, 2020. It's not coming next year, obviously. I think it's definitely not coming next year. I think it's. I, I think it's. Be. I think they'll they'll project 2019, and I think it'll get pushed. I mean, I I, I yeah. feel like we'll we'll talk about 2018 a little bit later, but I feel like this, uh, Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima are good 2019, 2020 games. Yeah, it's yeah. weird to think yeah. about. That's the future. No. That is absolutely the. And that's probably year that's coming. That's probably the end of the PlayStation Four. Yeah. right. Like yeah. that probably those games probably represent like the the those last sort games, of where the like last, the last of us heavy was hitters. Yeah, with yeah. PS3. 
Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break and throw to James with a message from our sponsor. Today's Podcast Beyond giveaway is presented by the Companion God of War podcast, The Lost Pages of Norse Myth. Each month, hear new official lore on creatures, weapons, realms, and in-depth interviews with Santa Monica Studio. Check out a quick preview from Episode 1, Odin and the Knowledge Keeper. And be sure to go to IGN.Formstack.com forward slash forms forward slash podcast beyond underscore sweepstakes for a chance to win a $100 PlayStation Store gift card. Disastrous visions. She saw the worlds plunge into a bitter three-year winter. She saw the sky split, and the realms began to tremble and quake. She saw a horrible terror emerge with a flaming sword, and an enormous, beastly wolf rampaging across the countryside as he grew to consume the very sun. She saw the deadliest of monsters and the worst of gods at each other's throats. And, in the events leading up to it all, she also saw a pale, white ghost from a distant land and his young son, somehow intertwined in this terrible prophecy. All right, thanks, James. Now back to the show. Speaking of games that will probably be coming out hopefully in 2018, uh, Dreams had its big re-reveal at the Game Awards. We got to see a new trailer. Uh, they showcased what the what the campaign is actually like. Yeah. And then, Alana, you and I got to sit down for an hour with uh, Media Molecule and really start to dissect what those creation tools are. And it's insanity. It is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I had a ton of moments when they're showing me this game where even though I'm in a room with like four people and three of them are devs, I was like, ha-ha! Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound like Mickey Mouse? Uh, It's it's seriously incredible. The trailer we're seeing right now, I think, is showing off some of the story mode stuff, which basically Mm -hmm. I think they needed to do for anyone who doesn't want to create um, (laughs) things, which is still a really big part of this game. And I think this is part of the point-and-click adventure that we're seeing on video right now. Anyone who's listening to the audio, it's a a sort of – there are three stories that are all part of the same story. So – you play uh, one that's kind of like an action adventure with these two kids trying to find their like yeah. dragon buddy so, who's yeah, run like away. Yeah, like a fantasy 3D action. Right, which is super cute. Like it's voice acted because you can uh, put any voices you want into the game. Um, and then the, the second one is uh, a point and click adventure noir like Tim Schafer style mm-hmm. thing. I was like, oh, this makes me think of Grim Fandango. Yeah, and they totally. were like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the third one, which I saw the least of, is a sort of robot story about this little robot who's like lighting up these areas and like bringing things to life by stepping on a pad and like trying to activate this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like the robot wakes up and every other right. robot around him has been like disassembled. And so he's yeah, what's so, going on. but these three stories all loop into each other somehow. And we don't mm-hmm. actually know how. Um, and I asked how long their campaign was going to be and they said they have no idea, but they were expecting like six hours maybe. Mm-hmm. Like Each they, or six hours no, total. Total. One. Uh-huh. But so the it's thing is, three oh, and one. the camp. This is like the. This is them letting you sort of dip your toes into the pool. And, I mean, this and- is a thing they wanted to show us because everyone's been asking, "Is it a game?" I think still, as a person who enjoys playing games, that uh, that is the least interesting part of Dreams by mm-hmm. a lot, and. It's it's funny. You and I walked away from it saying, or oh, maybe it was Andrew saying two completely different things where someone was like, I think I'm going to play this for like a little bit and then like maybe not play it again. And I feel the opposite. I think this is a game that I'm terrified of because I think I'm going to put hundreds of hours into it. I'm scared of dreams because it's going to take over my life the Nightmares. same way Minecraft did back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like if you're yeah. into those creation games, like this is perfect, right? Yeah. Well, but it's also every question I asked, every single thing where I was like, okay, so can I do this? They said, yes, yeah. let mm-hmm. me show you. It wasn't just like, yes, it's like, yeah, here. Okay, yeah, like, having that proof like just makes it 10 yeah. times. I was like, okay, so like, can I make a song 
like, can I make a song come out of, uh, like, one specific item? Like, can I put a song, like, into this radio or make this, like, band of people sing so that, like, when I get closer to it, I can hear the song and when I move away? And they were like, yeah, here. Diegetic. And then I was like, okay, well, if I can do that, then could I make, like, a rhythm-based, like, sound shapes game? And they're like, yeah, here. And then I was like, okay, well, can I, like make a song and they're like yes. yeah here's garage here. band and like they, they strip away the layers like there's like hundreds of instruments in you can like zoom out and out and out and out and out and it basically just like is like literally you could produce an entire album in dreams mm-hmm. and that's just one part of it that yeah. supposedly is part of the thing that delayed it coming out mm-hmm. is that they really wanted to make the music super robust and so that's what I'm going to do the first thing I want to do is I want to make a horror game like something like Slender I'm going to try and make that you can like implement jump scares super easily you can put something in for just one frame you can have like like Death Stranding style, something happened where you walk into a room and then once you've hit a certain point, the whole world flips. Like well, you can do whatever you and want. And it's not just gamey stuff. Like if you've been looking here, this level we've been we've been seeing, it was one of their uh, audio guys and he created a music. Or uh, he created a music. <laughs> he did a I mean, music. he did create a music. He a song and then it's a like music a video to where, song. yeah, it sounds like Daft Punk. And then as you progress... Like, as you hit certain beats in the level, it'll add the next layer. But if you just yeah. stand still, it'll just loop just what you're hearing. The, yeah, like, so, so you are playing a level that is ostensibly an interactive music video. Right. And, cool. and so one of the cool things is, like, I, as someone who has been trying to make music for a long time but never found the time to do it, I can now do it in dreams. I can make a music video that either is progressive, like a level, or I can make it as a, a short film. Mm-hmm. And then I can export it either to everyone on my friends list, to the public space, or I can get a literal URL that's like dreams.me slash charlanazad or whatever, and I can share it on a podcast mm-hmm. so every single one of the people listening to this can go and look at whatever I've made. Yep. You can also have, like, you basically get XP in dreams for the stuff that you do. So if you are a audio designer on a level you will get points of being an audio designer if you're like someone who is creative and is making things you get an artist credit and people can pull different assets from different people that they found mm-hmm. in the dream space okay that's just put them together yeah. like can you collaborate with other oh, hundreds yeah but you can even collaborate about, kind yeah. of without Knowing asking the them if it's public you just pull it in and then there'll be like a credits at the end that will be like technical producer or like yeah. wouldn't have that word but cute. like yeah so it'll like literally credit people for the different nice. things they've created yeah. or you can do nothing you can effectively be a curator so mm-hmm. you can be a person who just puts together this like Pinterest, Pinterest of mm. games you like or of songs you like or of just like cool trees for and other people like, who are trying to build you can stuff. almost create a playlist of like really cool experiences like micro experiences and it stitches them together and then like you can hop into my playlist and then all of a sudden you're like for an hour I played this cool like string of levels that Marty found Right, and you were just playing this, or there's the like a shuffle mode works. where it just feeds you, like yeah. it feeds you a section of a level. You go through a door, and then all of a sudden you're in this other thing, and then all of a sudden you're in this other thing. So and they can be like totally unrelated. You can you can find a level you like of one game and put it next to another game, and put it next to someone else's level and another thing, and make something that's completely unrelated to all of those things. Just as a like string. a dream. Just like <laughs> a dream. <laughs> it's, dun, dun, dun. it's like I hope that. I'm super enthusiastic about this and seeing it in person is just, you know, I think that's the first time that I've ever left a video game demo and been like, guys, this is incredible and you should be so proud of what you've made. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if we it's easy to sell of a video. I just don't know if we can, without showing it to people, yeah. like really explain how I hope they do a demo or something because that would be nice to just give people so, a yeah. chance to look at it. Seems, gonna, it seems like an impossibility to do a demo. No, so what like, they're doing yeah. is they've already said the possibility, like they, their full plan is to give dreams to developers. And, and so say they gave Tim Schafer. <laughs> so Tim Schafer makes something in Dreams. Uh-huh. That's free on PSN. Okay. You don't need to own Dreams. Mm. Yeah. And so you play this thing that Tim Schafer made. Sure. And you play through it. And you're like, this is cool. And at the end, it's like, by the way, this was made in Dreams. If you want to buy Dreams, here you go. Yeah. Like also, kind of the entire story yeah. campaign was made in Dreams with dual shock controllers. None of it was made outside of the game. So yeah. it's like That's you, insane. Yeah. yeah. You can also play everything with a dual shock or with Move. It's also going to have PSVR support. Like, it's just... Did they confirm that to you? Yeah. Okay. It's they, a day two, weirdly enough. <laughs> 
Yeah, but, you know, those famous big day two patches. I don't know why. Sure they said day two. First. Yeah. 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 So, I think that, yeah, I think that was like a metaphorical day two. Well, it could have been like that's the second step of the plan. But, yeah, and I mean, it works with your... The PS4 camera, like to record things, you can record uh, your audio with yeah. the songs, or so you can record like, your audio in like a full-on podcast mic. But like we, you can just yell. You can create dialogue for NPCs. So you walk up to an NPC, and when you click a button, they say the thing you just recorded into your controller or your microphone, or like, like this is going to be weird. Like I am so excited. For um, this. so I feel like a monster saying this. I have such little interest in this <laughs> entire as a platform. Like I. I've the idea of game creation has never really interested me try as I might like it's like the the levels in uh like I love the player made levels in Little Big Planet like I loved like looking at the levels that people created in Mario Maker and I assume that I'll occasionally throw on a PSVR helmet and play something that you're like you have to see this mm-hmm. in something that somebody created in dreams mm. I have no desire to, to sit down and create like but it just I don't seems like you need to yeah, I mean, yeah. that's like so super either. time intensive like I'm just thinking about exactly. it like, hey, it's it'd like, be cool if I could make something that like lasts 10 minutes yeah oh like, yeah well there was a game cool. that like lasted a minute that, that we saw a demo yeah there was something like why won't you but, love oh, me to that yeah uh, why uh Please hug me. I think Please hug me. Um, it was this character on this like sort of like Mario. Uh, it was in the video. Yeah, earlier, it was like yeah. this uh, uh, Mario Galaxy sort of sphere, and you were trying to hug these shapes. And every time you'd get close, they'd get further away, and they'd all commit suicide off the the thing. And you couldn't actually it was hug real them all. Up. And so eventually, all the other shapes are gone, and he's just there, and no one he didn't. No one would to hug him. Oh, guess uh, what? And, like, you the, win. At the end of that minute, I was like, "Is that guy okay?" Well, that's just like Who a really sad that? short story. But yeah. no, Zach, I think um, the idea is like so many people say that and i get that i don't think you need to make anything i don't think you need to i think that you will play this game and you will find all these incredible things that are just like no other video game or short story or music that you've ever seen before it's all in one place and it's all curated so you can see just the coolest things or the most popular things this week in the same way people play the little big planet levels sure or super mario maker the same way as that i really i think this will appeal to pretty much everyone like i think i think the thing is like there's going to be these like amazing curators you're going to find these people who like are in the same way like you want to follow someone on twitter because you're like oh you like this is a hilarious comedian on twitter like they use this art form like perfectly you're gonna find people who are just like oh they find the coolest experiences and all you do is follow them and then they're just i intend to do with it it's like because we have this show we should just like even create an account where we're like we just make the stuff that we're talking about yeah Yeah. yeah. and then we can give you a url and you can just play that stuff and it's like like, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. But um, yeah, I'm super excited for this. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, I wish that we could just give it to everyone because I really don't know if we can sell it just by talking about it. It's just yeah. it's I think so I, I think it's totally going to be one of those things where well, they need like to once they come out those those developer mm-hmm. yeah. yeah levels and maybe yeah out and yeah see what happens yeah I'm just excited because I love Little Big Planet I love Tearaway and I'm just excited that you know we were worried that we're like this game's been on hiatus for two oh years. I also yeah. asked when it was coming out and they said as soon as possible in 2018 so okay. I think it's like when it's ready early yeah and it'll yeah. probably be something okay. they drop without an announcement because it is a smaller game so yeah. I'm well, a little concerned with the art style. Like, I really like Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. I like Tearaway. I like how those look, but mm-hmm. this one looks different. It's I mean, meant like, to look like haunting. Yeah, like, there's a lot of really good stuff. Like, I really like the painted style that they have. Like, yeah. there's certain things I do like, but it's like cutesy style. Looks like a very off kids' cartoon. Mm-hmm. I think that is the point. No, you're Maybe. totally right. Some people yeah. won't like it because you can't really change the art style that much. Yeah, Everything I think needs to look painterly and kind of creepy, but I think it is meant to look um, childish but creepy at the same time. I think that's the plan. Like children. Like a dream. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like children? Yeah. Oh, this right. Like me? Like Marty. Childish, Childish but creepy. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, not, it's not super off. I wouldn't say you're creepy. So <laughs> <laughs> you're so very much. kind. Uh, speaking of games made in dreams, Alana, you got to play Detroit Become Human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, did you know that game was developed and made entirely in dreams? Yeah. I think that might actually be impossible. If okay. I had to ask them, can you make Detroit? They'd be like, no, what? <laughs> That'd be really funny to go into an interview and be like, is this game made in dreams? Could you make Onimusha in here? <laughs> <laughs> I have yep. a list of games. Can you make these in dreams? Can we uh, make Death Stranding for ourselves? <laughs> hey, I've been out on the show floor and the line for Uncharted is really long. Could I make Uncharted in dreams? <laughs> um, yeah, so I played the Kara demo of Detroit Become Human. I've also played the Connor demo. Um, you didn't play the Marcus demo, did you? I have not played the Marcus Ooh. demo. Yeah, I'm missing out on that one. So the Cara demo was the one that was like controversial at uh, Paris Games Week because the trailer showed domestic abuse and child abuse and such. And people were unhappy about it because it's weird seeing that kind of thing out of context in a trailer when you don't really understand what's going on. Yeah, and like, um, I, like to people's credit, I did think it was a weird – like context is important in things. And I think without the context, that trailer just felt off to me. I was actually okay with the Detroit one. Like I – Tell me that David Cage doesn't want to rile people up a little bit, though. Oh, you know no, what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that was a very purposeful move yeah. on their part to be like, cage? Rock the cage? I almost uh, think he was baiting people to be like, how do you have say? this in video games? So he could be like, would you say this about a movie? And he did say that. So, um, But playing it, I, you know, I wanted to be... I wanted to be sure that it would be uh, handled well mm-hmm. as, you know, a, a theme that, like, we want video games to be able to explore this kind of thing and we don't want them to screw it up. And it's like, I, I want to be able to tackle, like, uncomfortable or mature themes in games and have more games do that. So it's like, if you guys do that well, then you stand as, like, an example for the way other games do it. And mm-hmm. I do think it does it well. Um, it's, like, from the get-go... Kara can only do everything Todd says. She doesn't have the ability to do anything else. And that like sets up this automatically this thing where it's like very strict and uncomfortable. And you have this gross power dynamic for this awful dude telling you exactly what you have to do. And you have to do all of it like on key. So can I, can I interrupt for a second? I'm sorry. You're telling me that this Danzig looking dude's name is Todd. His name's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a threatening name. That's a bad name for a villain. Todd. But, but he's just a drug addict. Anyway. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to point that out while he was still on screen. For all the Todds so. listening, I think uh, the names are great. Yeah. <laughs> I think Shout Todd's to a great Todd. name. Uh, I'm, saying, I'm not saying Todd is a bad name. I said is, Todd is uh, not a bad name. You know a bad okay. name? This is Toddcast like, Beyond. This. The world's so, not going to tie us. I'm going to make this super serious. No, one thing I wanted to say beyond. is, uh, so this is one of the earlier things in Kara's story, right? Like Which first, is why she's still like, she's still a literal servant. Like, So this is before clearly she sort of rebels and gains her sentience. There's this whole like really interesting sequence where she's trying to decide whether or not to follow Todd's orders. And it has this like red wall that pops up. That's like, do not wa-. He, he tells you specifically like, stay here, don't move. And every time you try to move, it pops up and says, don't move, don't move, don't move. And you have to force yourself. You break like, through the wall, essentially mm-hmm. through this like digital wall. Yeah. And then like, that's the cognitive change. Absolutely. Yeah. That's when you can actually do stuff. Uh, what I was going to say about the name Todd and how he doesn't sound like a villain is he actually isn't really written like a stereotypical just angry man villain he he i think he is written as someone who is like insecure and hung up on his personal failures and just like trying to take them out on someone else like i think that he is actually written like a believable bad guy rather than just a like he's a dude who's violent to carry the story like i think Mm -hmm. he actually has a backstory that is is significant Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the ways that they handled it well um another thing that i asked about is uh alice can get killed by todd the little girl she can be killed by him that didn't happen in my playthrough so i can't talk about that but uh you never actually see her get 
hurt in any It happens off camera? All of it, yeah. Okay. And there was, like, something that happened in my playthrough where he, like, did hit her, but you never see it. You just, like, hear a sound, that's it. So they, like, handle that that way, but you also don't see her, like, get bruised or bloodied or anything like that. So they, like, make sure that that kind of stuff isn't in it, um, which... I don't know if that's for legal reasons or that was their own choice, but I like. I, I mean, I feel like it's for just general taste reasons, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't yeah. really want to see a little girl get beaten the crap out of. No. Kara gets destroyed. Yeah, like, he beats the crap out of her, and he's like not at all like shy about it. Um, but yeah, I ultimately think this is something that was done carefully. It's not gratuitous violence. It's not. I don't know. It's not trivializing anything. It's like taking a serious theme and dealing with it in a serious mm-hmm. way. And I think it does it well. I like this demo more than I like the Connor demo actually, because the Connor demo I'm not attached to the characters, whereas sure. in this I was like I must protect Alice. Which one's the uh, the Connor? The one we've seen the most. The, 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 yeah. That's the guy on the roof, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So even just watching that one, I didn't like because you have like the percentage for success. Thing. Yeah. Like that just felt so off to me, and just. So like, it feels really it feels very artificial. Like it yeah. feels like very video gamey, but I feel like in this world, think, artificial isn't I was necessarily to, a like, bad thing. Yeah. So I was thinking about it. I was like, well, maybe that makes sense because he's a detective, and I'm like, I he's like what it deducing is. these things. It's like I have this percentage of chance because I, think I know that's these his own te- ratings. Yeah. 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 So I think, like I internal programming. I, I mean, I think that the the rating itself is like completely arbitrary, but I think that that. Uh, not that I've ha- ever had any experiences as a detective, but obviously the more evidence you're gathering, the more confident you are to pursue like right. one line of a case, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure. um, I was telling Marty after the the demo on stage, I hadn't seen the full uh, Marcus demo, and they played it live the on stage, Connor. or the Connor yeah. demo, yeah. Uh, they played it live on stage, and I couldn't have cared less about any of the stuff in the house. Like he finds the fish, and he finds the photo, and like the meter's ticking up, and I was like, this isn't compelling to me at all. Right. But once he got out on the roof and was talking to uh, the perpetrator, and he, like. The decision making was coming, like the time decision making was happening, and it was like, well, do you tell him the truth about the fact that you have a gun or not? Do you take a shot or do you yeah. like try to reason with him? That's the kind of stuff that was like, okay, this is really cool. To I me. completely well, agree. Yeah. That's almost entirely what the car demo is. Yeah, is like all that stuff. There's yeah. a lot of QTE stuff too, and it does like again, we don't know how these ramifications are going to work in the grand scheme of things, but like it, there are you know, it always all these trailers have that moment where it zooms out and it's like, here's a million options. I hate that. I'm and just like, stop, so, stop. It was so that. that Ubisoft thing where it'd be like everyone. <clears throat> is in this world what's, like in the division what's but, interesting about that sorry go ahead, go ahead. Uh, what, what's interesting about that those like nodes that they show at the end of the, uh, the trailers is that it's in the game as oh, well so when you finish segments sort of, of the game yeah. like it shows yeah. you all the like you know and I'm mm. wondering like I, I kind of wonder if they won't do like a telltale sort of thing and be like, oh, 60% of people chose this option mm-hmm. and their story went this way. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I have to imagine interesting in this because I, I just assume it's going to have more gravity than you, you, your usual like telltale choice because I got the same uh, ending that showcased in that trailer where Alice kills Todd. And that's what unlocked for me. But knowing that Alice can also die, does that mean that like Todd lives, he kills Alice and then Kara just leaves? Like, what does that mean? Like, because at the end of mine, like, Kara and Alice are together. So if, if like, what does that mean for Kara's overall story mm-hmm. if, if the character is dead? So it's like, I, I really think this, or expect this to have more impact overall than a usual Telltale game does, and that's what sure. all those choices So I also mean. wonder how long you stay with these characters. Like, yeah. Yeah. if you just jump between a bunch of characters, then, like, why do I care about yeah. these stories? I mean, I mean, we know it's the three of them. So we know it's yeah. it's uh, Connor the detective, it's, it's Alice, who's the now sentient servant robot, and then Marcus, and the scene we saw, he's pretty much a revolutionary. Like, he's, this he's is absolutely, starting a riot in the middle, like, of a shopping square. This is a story, I think, overall about the androids 
like breaking out of human control. And that's where I think they all tie in together. And I think like yeah. the idea is supposed to be more about that. And I think it's like going to be about human fragility more than it is going to be about any of them as individuals. So I, I honestly don't know. Um, the, the biggest criticism that I have is that it doesn't play very well. Mm-hmm. Like when you're walking around, you walk and into walls accidentally. On the demo, like right. when he's yeah. like, oh, I have a bad controller. It's just like, are you sure? Yeah. It really does not control well. Um, there were uh, like a few QTE things that I'm like, I pressed that button and it didn't go. And it's like, I don't think I usually like, I really did not feel like that was my fault. Or, or um, I had to move left or right with the controller. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, don't make me like swing the controller around in a QTE. Like, it's not, I don't know, it plays no better than Heavy Rain, which is insane because Heavy Rain came out so long ago. So yeah. Yeah. It doesn't I, control well, but it's better think than Beyond Two Souls, which was. I didn't finish that. Remark. Uh, the controls were just that, very bad. That demo was really strange. Like, it was especially strange to be in that room because you could see people like getting uncomfortable when he was like, oh, this is just not working. And people were like, oh, this is really bad. This is happening live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also, it was funny that he wanted to like get feedback from the crowd, oh, but I felt like it was overwhelmingly one choice. And then he'd be like, I'm doing this. And it was like, well, that wasn't well, what the choice so I, was. I asked him about it because like he was like standing next to me when I was playing through it. Yeah. I was like, could you actually hear what people were saying? He was like, only the people directly in front of me. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was like, just the row in front of him was what he was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, like anytime you're on a stage like that, you cannot. Oh no, hear yeah. anything. It was just like a lot of yelling, but I remember like, people being like, "Execute him!" and then people clapped, and I was like, "Why are you all that clapping?" That was awful. Like you watching clapped for an execution. Yeah. yeah, watching that on the stream was just like, of, it was brutal. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. okay. But uh, I mean, I I think that despite the fact that I think the gameplay is kind of butt, and I think like I felt that way about both oh. Kana and Kara's demos. Not not a good butt, like a real bad butt, like a mm. like a yeah, like a negative butt. Like an in butt is what I mean. Like a butthole. Uh, I I want to <laughs> I want to play it anyway. I want to experience these stories with these characters anyway, and like yeah. see how far I get. And from it's what I, I know like so far, I like. Rain yeah, I, I, I like I, rain yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just want to I want to lose my son in a mall. I want to cut my finger off. Jason. <laughs> yeah. Jason. I also wanted to talk about because we haven't um, spoken about it. Uh, people have been asking us like what we thought of the PSX conference as a whole. Mm-hmm. And people have been like, why aren't you negatively tweeting about this? And the reason is like we 100% expected no announcements. Oh, yeah. So I feel like we went into that room with a really different expectation and that I didn't even think they were going to have a conference. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> and we were like three minutes out walking into that thing and I turned to Marty and was like, what the hell is this that we're going to? Well, then we walk <laughs> like, in and there's what just, are we like, doing and there's just like, 12 couches yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is just going to be several couches. I thought it was cool. Like, and I don't know I how much of it. I, th- I don't know how much of that is like an inside baseball thing, but the idea of getting like the brightest minds in PlayStation development together to talk, like to have this sort talk of round table. Nothing. Yeah. Like, so that, that was the worst part. So that and, was my thing. Yeah. I think gathering those people was incredible. Like having uh, Siobhan from Media Molecule and, and Herman, Herman from Gorilla and, and Corey and, yeah, and like Mark having all these people were, was amazing. But, like, I wanted them to just talk to each other about their games, and they weren't really doing that. Like, I yeah. wanted, like... Yeah, but there's an agenda that has to be met, right? Like, Well, sure, yeah. but, like, I felt like it was ultimately just a wasted opportunity. Like, and Kojima I, not being able to answer a question? Like, yeah. they should have these... I mean, obviously, have these questions approved because it's their own show. Yeah. And, like, that's... I'm sure that question like, was approved. <laughs> maybe I want to answer it. Yeah, show of force or something, just like a funny, ha-ha, he doesn't yeah. want to answer this thing. But then saying, oh, I don't have any more questions for you. And Are I you mean, honestly, me? I mean, I think Cerny I'm, legitimately just burned through his questions, but I mean, honestly, yeah, for a thing but, like like this is going to sound weird. Like, I feel like they should Greg should have been out right to get go. Honestly, and, yeah, and, yeah. And like if he would have been leading the whole thing, I think it would have been a better show overall. Yeah, like, yeah, the I, was, like, was like the only interesting. Well, part. even like when he asked like Sean Layton, he like, kept pressing about the stupid PSN name change thing, yeah. and Sean was like, "By this time next year, you can change your name." I was like, "Well, there you go, awesome, you press yeah. it, you got it." Um, yeah, I mean, I thought I don't know, I thought 
just them being near each other was interesting. And yeah, like you said, like especially after how big the Paris Games Week conference was, I totally was like, and given the fact that the Game Awards were the night before, yeah. I was like, we're not going to be seeing. Yeah, I mean, I just really wanted to bring that up because otherwise people yeah. would be like, why aren't you talking about how bad it was? I yeah. literally expected nothing from it. I also so didn't I think it was that bad. I well, that's like, again, because yeah. we didn't yeah. expect oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we definitely I mean, had a couple Yeah, <laughs> I had to work this. So I was just like, I don't really want to watch this because obviously they're not going to announce a lot of right. things and I'll see the clip outs later. But it's like, well, working, then, it's just like, wow. Yeah. Like Zach, I didn't think it was that bad because it's exactly what I expected. So we had low expectations sure. going yeah. in. What people were expecting last year, and I like for those people, yeah. awful. Like yeah. I totally get Vita. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I just, v- literally no one said Vita. No one mentioned Vita. No, I just only, wish that they had literally a- the only panel all day. Of the six panels that mentioned Vita were us, and we mentioned it several times Um, because we're so to four gold. I just (laughs) wish they had said something prior to prepare people for what it was going to be, which was a keynote and not a conference. And then people wouldn't have expected all these Even keynotes have announcements. Like, they should have called this, like, a chat. PAX keynotes don't have announcements. Like, it's like a fireside chat. There's some some mild announcements. Yeah, there was, like, that second Soul Calibur trailer. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up yelling, Medieval? Medieval's coming back. Oh, that was an announcement. Sir Dan. I just don't know why they didn't wait until uh, like the, the they didn't keep like the oh, FromSoft yeah. thing Monster until Hunter. the very end of that conference. Well, because we don't know what the FromSoft thing is. Maybe yeah, the FromSoft but... things is an Xbox exclusive. I guess. Like, yeah. PC exclusive. Yeah. Please no, don't. No, no, don't, don't say that. I think it's gonna be a PC. Exclusive. <laughs> they should have just like even <laughs> showing the Death Stranding trailer there for the first time. But I guess like the Keeley relationship. I don't know. I just yeah. They yeah. should yeah. if they're no, going to do I that mean, again. Kojima's not going to release that like at a PlayStation keynote when he could do it on his close personal best friend Jeff Keeley. Oh, his best friend's meds. Yeah. Uh, we can debate that all what, day. Can, I have a, I have a list. I have a list evidence. of all of his best friends. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about really quick was the game they showed at the end there, that uh, Concrete Jungle. Concrete Genie. God Concrete genie. damn it. <laughs> I keep doing it. Concrete <laughs> Genie. I where, Concrete Con- Genie where dreams are made of. Uh, dude, where wishes are granted. Uh-huh. Uh, so Concrete <laughs> Genie, uh, which is from the, the developers of Entwined, uh, which was that small indie game that released a couple years ago. Um, I got to just interview them. So after seeing that and seeing the Paris Games Week reveal, uh, I got to sit down and chat with them. And honestly, sitting down and talk because the game is gorgeous. Yeah, it looks If you really haven't cool. seen it, it's like a third-person uh, open-world adventure game where you're going around this city that's sort of modeled after like uh, Monterey or Astoria. It's sort of like a coastal fishery town. Um, and fishery town. A fishery town. Mm-hmm. And the game is like about bullying, and you're this kid who has to like overcome these bullies, but you sort of... There's a magical realism uh, uh, element of it of you're sort of painting on walls and creating these scenes that come to life. And there are these monsters you create and the monsters have different properties that you're going to use to solve puzzles like fire monsters and ice monsters. But the bullies between – they're not only bullying you but they're trying to like – it's like almost like Mario Sunshine where they're like trying to like wash away your – like sabotaging you. They're like Mario and Mario Sunshine because they're trying to wash away your goop, which is bad. Uh, But I was talking to them about it and the game they – like they definitely want to like lean heavily into like the the sort of the emotional Papuio almost aspect of like the bullying. Sure. But they also said they're huge fans of Jet Set Radio. And so yeah, what they want cool. in this game to feel like, and they want your character to be like your character is super mobile and like totally like parkour, like running on like running up walls and, I don't know and why they haven't over. shown that stuff. That's the thing is like them talking about that. They're like, we want you to be able to unlock that made me this 10 city. Times more interesting. I know, than me too. Yeah. I was and like, was, this game looks pretty, like, but talk, what am I going to do? And like Sunset Overdrive of like totally like momentum, that locomotion. Like, yeah. like, oh, that. Oh, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I totally want to run around this city and make and because like the actual creation of art in this game is way more robust than than Jet Set. It's beautiful. Um, you saw like huh. it's like you know it's it's definitely like a million steps below dreams but it's way above jet set mm-hmm. and so um yeah this is one of the 2018 games that I, i'm super intrigued by like i want to play it and i want to yeah, see how show it me what it looks like yeah. running through that city and like what combat might look like and, yeah. and that kind of stuff that's totally. what i want to see it, it looks beautiful though. yeah but uh speaking of 2018 uh, i just want to say real quick so going back to detroit that is in quotes spring, spring 2018 and then we have god of war which is 
early, early 2018. 2018. And then we know Shadow of the Colossus is February 6th, I think. Mm-hmm. And so what we have if, that. Uh, February... God of War gets delayed. So we have that. But then we have Dreams is 2018, Concrete Genie is 2018, Spider-Man is 2018, mm-hmm. and Days Gone is 2018. God of War gets delayed to later in 2018. Uh, I think Days Gone doesn't come out till 2019. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that's 2018. I mean, Days really? Gone was uh, just a no show. Like it was a no show yeah. at Paris, and it was a no show here. So like we haven't seen it. Gotta, gotta work on it. But yeah. supposedly, so, uh, Ben has been working on that forever. Like, yeah, I mean, they haven't. Yeah. The last game they released was Golden Abyss, which was a Vita launch title. Yeah, but, dude. You no, know, that, that doesn't mean they've been working on this since then. They've been working on a game, and a lot of times you work on a game for a couple of years, and then you do another game and it never comes out that's true um yeah i'm just it's just funny because after you know 2017 had so many uh sony japan studio games with uh you know gravity rush and everybody's golf and uh knack and uh gran turismo and then obviously we had horizon this year year, next year and the year after that's a lot of good playstation yeah totally bangers yeah Yeah, i'm just looking at those games i'm just like trying to mentally figure out like the tetris of like what goes where well, like we if don't Detroit have a God of War release date like is Detroit no, I respect, be like April I respect Sony for uh, sort of giving this nebulous messaging like I like the idea that they're saying 2018 because then they won't they're not going to incur any of the criticism of, of saying like hey we're we're delaying this by two I months I agree yeah. don't um, announce too know, early because like, I, I, I love that. the idea said, of, like we yeah. don't want to put a date on that we can't stick by I, I like yeah, the idea of them sense. saying spring 2018 for or early 2018 for God of War because that means that they could release it all the way up to May and that mm-hmm. still sure. counts and so sure. they could be fine tuning that game up until a couple of weeks until they're absolutely certain that they know when they're going to release I it I guess and then early say, to like, me means hey, first quarter but no, early to me means it's also first it's just first half yeah. yeah and it's also one of those things where it's yep. like a lot of these games they're not going to need this like major marketing push Six months out, you know, like God of War is fine. I mean, we, we we'll, see, we'll see God of yeah. War and Spider Man on billboards and stuff, but it, it won't necessarily need. Spider Man hangs much. out on billboards. Yeah, like, no. he takes it pictures. It won't necessarily need as much He's promotion, like a work back for that yeah. that that promotional material, totally right? It's it's just like, hey, uh, it's available in in a month, and people will flip out. So. Yeah. Well, and the thing like Sony, I guess it's like, just that we're not used to that happening. Yeah, no, like, it's, yeah. it's totally. It I really. honestly think it's, it's very forward thinking. Been doing yeah. it. This next year of just being 2018, sometime. Yeah. Like, yeah. I looked at Wikipedia yesterday just to see every game that's coming out, and there's so many games that don't have dates. I mean, yeah. we have, we have, we have. I mean, like, it sucks for you, all the people who have yeah. to work. Yeah, on I'm just like, when out. can I take a vacation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we have I pretty, we have pretty solid dates through March with like Far Cry getting delayed to the end of March, but then we know like you know Cooney's in January and like forgetting about that. Yeah, I gotta finish Persona. Fernando Cooney. Oh, yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is no, I mean, we, I don't know, we, we talk about it all the time, but like there used to be that slow season. And now the slow season this, was, like our slow season this year at the beginning of the year was uh, Resident Evil and Horizon and Zelda. And we're like, well, how did that happen? Yeah. And Persona and like yeah. Gravity Rush. And Gravity Rush and Neo and yeah, video games. I feel like August was chill. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, oh yeah, Shadow of War got delayed. So yeah. like August was all right. And then Destiny the came out in September. The rest of the year was insane. Yeah. Someone released a game in August. You guys should do that. No one's ever well, released a game in August. It's international. That's, that's August. Well, and Gamescom. It's, it's also my birthday, so I understand why they can't release None of those things are games. <sighs> you named three things that, that weren't video game. games. The international is They announced game. some new heroes. Okay. They literally is, oh, have coming? games. <laughs> they have game. Oh, yeah, Amaterasu. That's right. Yeah. Um, also, Okami comes out tomorrow on PS4. I am so excited for Okami. Yeah, I want to play that so bad. I saw a dog. Have you not played it before? The, oh, it's so good. Damon was playing it out there on the TV, and then the Yeah, he said it's really good. We saw the dog's butthole. It was funny. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. have a, an Amaterasu uh, statue and it has a butthole. Yeah. I played the uh I played the uh Last Guardian in VR. Oh yeah. The, it's like an eight minute demo and it's like it's really weird because 
it's interesting in the fact that it gives you a sense of scale. Like the Trico's huge, right? Trico is giant, and the the area that you play is, is that the game? same. No. Yeah, it's set in. Oh, so it's, no, it's set inside it's, the. It's, a uh, it's like it's like eight minutes long, yeah. and it's set inside that same area that they showed off forever. That mm-hmm. bridge puzzle, yeah. right where where he catches you. Yeah. Um, but being on that rickety bridge and like looking left or right uh, down, like it's it gut checks you. Right? I mean, the scale of that game is impressive by itself. That's yeah. the thing yeah. that makes me excited. Is like I want to see what Trico looks. And like. you you th- you think you know or you think you have an idea how big he is until like he's right up in your face and yeah. he does things like if you idle, he'll like come over to you and like nudge you with his head and it's Aww. really sweet. But like the way that it works is like there's these nodes around the around each area where you you basically like look at it and click to like move to that node. Mm-hmm. But instead of like a seamless transition, it like fades to black and then fades back up and mm-hmm. then fades to black, so, which is like not great. It's like that, Google Maps. Uh, but, yeah, but I will Space. say that Fact, at one point, happened. but at one point, Trico does like a jump over you, and like I had like a real free willy moment. I was like, "Wow, cool!" <laughs> and then like as he was over the top of me, I was like, "Oh no, his butthole!" <laughs> like, it's not Very great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to tie it all back. Nice. Truly, the last guardian. Oh, uh, at the end butts. of uh, the Game Awards, we saw a short tease for what From Software is working on, and it True. seemed like something was being tied or tightened or, or ripped. It's <laughs> definitely not a butthole. Aww, like, I say, how was this related to butts? No, it wasn't. The butts, it was the uh, twisting. Look, yeah, here it like is. No, it's not, going on. Don't, don't uh, like that. That's either, I think it's a torture device, but no, it like, looks like a torture oh, device. So, yeah. blood all over it. So, there yeah. are and so many different th- So, we, you know, we, this trailer is literally, I think, five seconds long, yeah. and yeah. then we didn't, and it's done. wow, it's done. Uh, and so we were waiting to like do any t- editorializing on t- until PSX because we're like, maybe this is Bloodborne 2. Uh, Marty and I were talking about like, I, I was certain that they were going to show this tease. And then during their keynote, be like, and here is Miyazaki to tell us more about, about whatever, whatever From yeah. Software has been yeah. working on. It would have been and, good. No, that didn't yeah. happen. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. They have to make a choice. Like, Sorry to double back on this, but they have to make a choice between PSX or Paris Games Week next year. And it, it makes more sense. Well, to it be seems to did. me like they, they made, made a choice, choice this year. They did. P- they, and they went Paris. Paris. Yeah. That's yeah. my thing. Is yeah. like, Why would they not do PSX instead? That's the thing I don't get. They have I, to, I they think it's a relationship move for the European market. They did say that they wanted to give something to the gamers out there could yeah. be yeah like, yeah because i guess it's me it's a good uh but this from software thing um that's probably tenchu right like well, i think so, it's tenchu so zach and i we 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 Paris Speaking games. of Paris, wow. yeah. uh, we did a uh, conversation <laughs> and a back and forth sort of on different possibilities that this might be. We thought Bloodborne, which I don't think this is Bloodborne 2. No. Maybe Bloodborne 2 is in development, but like this looks so, I mean, clearly this has, you know, it has kanji written it, and it has like a little kunai, like a little, a little knife, knife yeah. thing. And so like unless, I mean, part of Bloodborne is that Victorian, you know, it doesn't yarn. aesthetically look no, like it. Yeah. No, totally. Like the only thing that sort of... <clears throat> put me there was that that looks like it could be the joint of a trick weapon yeah yeah and like that's what like that looks like that could be a thing that snaps and it's one weapon and snaps that it's something else which is something that bloodborne sort of you know popularized it's also like bloodborne 2 could in theory not be set in yarnum and could have a different setting. oh that'd be weird that's not bloodborne though here's the thing all about yarnum i love bloodborne it's probably one of my it's not probably it's definitely one of my favorite games of this gen I don't need a sequel to that game. Mm-hmm. That game was perfect. Like, I absolutely want a sequel to that yeah. game. I mean, I'd rather I see what, what else they want. Do. Like, I get I that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, and so we had the tagline, Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. And Zach, I, you probably just knew this from doing the, the secret origin of, of mm-hmm. Dark Souls, but Shadow Tower. Shadow Tower is like an early From Software game that is like just this very straightforward dungeon crawler uh First person kind of thing, sort of and like Kingsfield. Yeah. The game they did. yeah. So I mean, that they have this really interesting history where a lot of From Software games are just iterations on the game they made previously. Mm-hmm. So as they sort of like 
refined and honed like the games that they ultimately wanted so, like, to make. So like the last game will be like just just called FromSoft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll just be like, all right, we did Here it, it is. and we're done. Um, but I think one of the things that people have a tendency to overlook uh, in FromSoftware's sort of like pantheon of of IPs is that somewhere along the line, back 2006 or 2008, they acquired the rights to make Tenchu games, and they yeah. did one, and then it's been nothing. Yeah, since. and their parent, so, yeah, their parent company owns it, and their parent company has always been like, we want to explore these old. It franchises. would absolutely mm-hmm. make sense if it was Tenchu. Yeah, I, I, was, I could totally see them doing a, yeah. a, a, a ninja game where you're an assassin. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, though, because now we've got Neo, which is Samurai Dark Souls. Yeah. And then we've got Ghost of Tsushima, which is Samurai something. Yeah, like third more realistic. Action. Just Samurai. Third, Samurai. third yeah. person action. And then we potentially have... A Whatever ninja game is. from From that's, Software, that's like yeah. I mean, I just think it's interesting how things are sort of cyclical. Like, yeah, I'm down um, with ninjas. Yeah. Pirates are gone. Yeah, yeah. ninjas. No, I'm down. I'm down with ninjas. See if these um, still coming out. See if still coming that's out. true. Well, pirates are going to happen, and then ninjas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the that's the, the pirate wave is ending. Yeah. Get it wave. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's interesting because they sort of tease this. Um, there was a character in at the very end of the first Dark Souls DLC called Artorias of the Abyss, called Marvelous Chester, who was this like weird. He was a wanderer from an ancient land, and he totally looks what. I never played that DLC, but every time you talk about Marvelous, uh, Chester. Marvelous Chester, I just think of the Magic Man from Adventure Time. He's sort of oh, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it makes me think of Darksiders has this character that's just like this skeleton with a top hat that you can occasionally encounter in all of those games. Like, yeah. And like Johnny Malady. He has a name, but I don't know what it is, but he just finds you and he'll like, he'll say like stuff like that, like, good day, sir. And then you just have to fight this like random skeleton that you've come across. He's like very, Great. very cute. But Marvelous Chester was dressed, he's dressed all foppish, like a, like him. somewhat like a Victorian Familiar. man from, uh, from, from Yarnum. Yarnum. And then all of a sudden you like Dark Souls. And obviously I had nothing to do with Marvelous Chester, but there was just sort of like, this is where we're going next. And then there's a character in the uh The Old Hunters. Old Hunters DLC who very much looks he they say he comes from like a distant eastern land and he very like he has a katana. Yamamura. Think, Yamamura. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um and so people think like, hey, this might just be a new IP that and they hid this sort of character. Yeah, like, I think that's really cool if Yuzaki that's the case. Like yeah. they I like the idea that they're hiding uh, that they might potentially hide whatever they're working on in plain sight. Yeah, totally. Um, I wish they would have hit a giant armored core in Bloodborne <laughs> DLC because that would have been good. That would have been great. <laughs> but also, you do make a really good point. Like, I desperately want Bloodborne 2 at some point, um, but it would be cool for them to work on UIP, and it must be weird for them to have everyone asking about Bloodborne 2 constantly. When also, they're a developer that's... I think they're at a point now where it's really interesting for them to, like... They've they've done so much work and made a name for themselves. Like nobody gave a shit about From Software before, no. yeah. before Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Demon yeah. Souls right? Yeah. So like those games put them on the map. I'm sorry, I did a cuss. Um, those games put them on the map, and now they have an opportunity to go back and explore something that they did. They wanted that to they do. wanted to do, and and do it with like all this money and mm-hmm. notoriety behind yeah. them. So totally like, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know they're, they're batting five for five for their last five in the last decade. So I'm like, just do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah I just love seeing big renowned studios that grew from not a lot to getting identified with one thing yeah move on and do something that they've really wanted to do totally. and Miyazaki, yes. Has, yes. Miyazaki has said <laughs> multiple times that he doesn't want to work on any Soulsborne game Lazy yeah. for he's, a while like yeah, he's yeah. like I'm done with this that's this totally franchise yeah, for, if we get Bloodborne 2 in another 5-10 years that's fine I mean if they yeah, held eventually. out if they held out for like Bloodborne 2 on on that whatever next the next gen. PlayStation consoles, people will we call will the lose, PlayStation Five. That's people will lose their mind. <laughs> You're right. Like, yeah, PlayStation. We don't really have to question that one. It's giving me what if it's called the PlayStation One? I was going to make that'd that be joke. bad. There's already a PlayStation One that came out in like 1995. Speaking PlayStation of Infinity. games launching on the PlayStation Five, Zach, you got to play Guacamelee too. Yeah, it's just a PS5 exclusive. Yeah. Um, I no. <laughs> this game is awesome. Like it is I so it good oh, and. Uh, this is my segment, yeah, Alana. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, um, uh, this game, it's I, I, I really love oh, the first... 
It's very pretty. I love the, I love the first one so much. And uh, we're like racing to get it out. <laughs> uh, I, I love the first game so much. And this one looks like, like that, except more. Yeah. Um, and it, it, uh, the first, like, I don't know. We probably, there's probably just the one demo. And it's I the, played the, at the media booth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, me too. So it's just, it seems like it's like an early portion of the game. You mm-hmm. don't have a ton of powers. Um, but the returning powers from the first game, like the uppercut and the side dash, like you have those immediately. And then there's this new thing called like Eagles. Scrum. Eagles wind or Eagles flight or something like that. That it's like, yeah. yeah, that there's these nodes around the, the world that you, as, as long as you're within the proximity, you can basically like zip line off of them. Oh, and nice. it has these like huh. interesting, like slingshot physics. That, so like, like the frame rate on that works perfectly. Like, yeah. It was like, just, you move pretty quick. And it's yeah. like, it, it's still like, it looks so seamless. And I think that's because the art style is the way that it is. Like, yeah. Very and, uh, like, smooth. So like there's, the, that's new. There's a, the, you get the power to, uh, transform into a chicken. That seems and like that's a pretty major thing. It which, actually kind of is. Which like, instead of like in, in other Metroidvania games, like you might get the power of the chicken to make yourself small chicken. to get through a, a narrow passageway to get to another area. In this game, you not only can transform into the chicken. If you want to play the whole game as a chicken, you can do that because mm-hmm. there's full combo or combat as a chicken. Like you, you have a special move set as the chicken that, that you can't perform as any other character uh, or any other transformation. You, you, you can, there's things that you can do as the chicken that you like, you just can't do anywhere else in that mm-hmm. game. And uh, then there's also like power ups specifically for the chicken that make him like giant and make him go on this rampage uh, and just take out a bunch of characters at once. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, cool. it's, it's great. They, they overhaul the engine. They, uh, I don't know that they created a new engine, but they changed the engine up so that it's, it's all 3d. Like yeah. all the backgrounds are, are well, they're all 2d, but they're shaded to look like very oh, nice. 3d. Oh, really, really nice. Really, really yeah. cool. Um, that's awesome. I'm that's the part that impressed me the most. Is like how did you guys play works. multiplayer at all? No, uh, but I can't even imagine station. how chaotic that would be. Yeah. It just looks insane. Yeah. There's so many characters on screen at once as it is in and single again, player. And the frame rate is still really good. And it doesn't, yeah, yeah. there's no slowdown. Um, cool. But also the humor, it's it's super funny. Uh, the first boss who, the, the title screen is these like five enemies that you'll face throughout the game. And the first boss is, he described him to me as, um, God, what did he say? He was a sexy birthday clown. <laughs> so... Is that the one? Of the- it's this guy here with the red hat. Yeah, he looks like a him. sexy birthday yeah. clown. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where like he shows up and he just like makes fun of your character and like yeah, it was great. And the boss fight, the first boss fight with him, was really fun. And I think the humor is uh, is is better than it was in the first game. Yeah, the first game had a he lot said, of memes. Yeah, he said that. I would well, say there more memes. I was no, talking to one of the devs. I was talking to one of the devs and we asked him about um, sort of that thing, and he's like, there will be some references to like contemporary like meme jokes and stuff but he's like overall there, there's less than in the last game and uh some of them are specifically meant to make fun of people that had a really hard time with them in the first game <laughs> which i think is really funny so. the only meme i want in this game is a knife no 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 that's the a only knife. Meme. that's the only that's the only one i want in this uh, uh, Marty yeah i was gonna say uh, t- uh 20 my 2017 game of the year might be a knife no marty and i and, and the three of us have been <laughs> playing that game a lot in the last couple months uh if anybody doesn't know what that is i google a knife no. I don't know. you can literally google a knife yeah. no and it comes up awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go see google if we had a, a dreams link that would be dreams.me slash a knife no then i want to make it a knife right no game there you go can we make it a knife no absolutely we can holy moly i think 
Yeah, also, you can. It was really so during that dreams demo, I was there with uh, Andrew Renee from What's Good Games, and uh, at a certain point, the guy was recording audio for a song he was making that was going to be the background of the music and the thing. And he's like, "What do you guys want to like? What do you want to yell for the for the audio?" And Andrew and I started arguing what we were going to yell, and we didn't realize he was just recording, recording the whole it, thing. Yeah. And so the background track of the song is just the two of us arguing. <laughs> and I'm like, "This is amazing! Sounds wonderful! Right. Yeah, it's very it's great. cool." Uh, the internet's a dumb place, but it's great. Um, the last game I wanted to talk about was a game that was revealed during uh, the Game Awards, and it's the Campo Santos follow-up to Firewatch called In the Valley of Gods. Not this to throw it up that time. Looks so cool. I need to go back and watch that trailer because right news what was oh, happening. No, right like, well, the trailer also doesn't give it a lot of context. So it's a game that's set in the late 1920s that follows these two like kind of failed filmmakers or documentarians mm-hmm. as they're like trying to get their, their next piece to like bring them back into that world. Yeah. And uh, it's supposed to be... I guess an action adventure, but mostly an adventure game. I think it's just a first-person adventure game. Yeah. Well, they said there was action in there, but I don't know if that's like Firewatchy. Yeah, I mean, there's not. Do not. There is no combat. Oh, it's no combat. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, what about all the guns in Firewatch? Several guns in Firewatch. <laughs> no, so you are kind of exploring uh, Egypt and and trying to film certain things, and we don't know exactly what all of that is. Well, yeah. So yeah, the characters, like Alana said, like they they filmed like the biggest documentary of all time ten years ago in their career, which like think they sort of said Nanak of the North, which was like the first big documentary ever made, and then they had a falling out, and then ten years later they got this tip about the tomb of Nefertiti in <laughs> in Egypt. Nefertiti, and so that they said. Why did Nefertiti. you choose to say it they that way? They said it that That's way. Nefertiti. No, they said Nefertiti. Yeah, but they aren't from Egypt doesn't mean that the, they're the, making the video game that does, they didn't invent that place I don't know one of them was like Nefertiti. an Egyptian sky well anyways so you go there and uh, with the you know you want to explore and you know shoot this documentary but the main difference between this and Firewatch except for the fact that Montana and Egypt are very different places is the fact that this second character is always on screen with you like this unlike Delilah which was just a voice in your ear like this is the equivalent of like Elizabeth in Bioshock or you right. know Ellie in The Last of Us where there's an AI character who's going to be there and you're going to have to work together to the story's supposed to be about their relationships and it it was really interesting talking to them and having them be like, well, it was really hard for us to figure out how you put a second character in a game who can't just like radio you like Delilah and be like, hey, go here now. I found this out because she can just know anything at any yeah. point. Whereas like this character can only know what you know because mm-hmm. you're both there together, right? So it's that was supposed to be a really interesting challenge for them. Yeah, and like this, you know, aside from just exploration and obviously a, a strong emphasis on the story, there's like the, the actual shooting mechanic of this game, shooting as in shooting a documentary is an important part. And they said they're, like their goal is that um, AI in the game will react to you setting up a camera and shooting it. So yeah, like an I eagle would do something. One of the questions I asked huh. was, do things know they're being filmed? Like if I were to film the other character, would they know? And, and the answer was yes. Everything knows it's being filmed. So if you're filming something, it will react to the way yeah. that you are filming it. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. His nose falls clean the off. The idea it's is crazy. that they will like, have stats that show mm-hmm. how many people looked at a certain thing so they can know to like make that adapt yeah. to I'm, being looked at. I'm curious as to how thorough the filming portion of it is like uh coming up making like pseudo documentaries um i really like the idea of being able to like just set down a camera anywhere and shoot like b-roll or shoot like scenics or something like that and then at the end of the game do you watch a movie that's cut together from the stuff that you shot yeah it wasn't that wasn't confirmed and they said it could change but like totally in the same way where you you had a disposable camera in firewatch and you could send away and get actual prints of what you took they said sort of their idea is that everyone can watch their like uh, get a link for YouTube or whatever. And they said can. they would make it like they might be making it like a silent film where there would be like text on yeah. screen, like yeah. an old timey silent film. Yeah. Really cool. Or you could just That's watch it in cool. dreams. 
everything in dreams. Hashtag everything in dreams. Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for this. Like, I loved Firewatch last year, and uh, this is a 2019 game. They didn't announce platforms, but they said they're just interested in everything, so yeah. I imagine... This you know, still wigs me out to, to hear games coming in 2019. I, I like the fact that they just straight up said 2019, yeah. too. It's not yeah. like a, like, we don't know when we're coming up. What's uh, the other game that just... Oh, no, never mind. We haven't announced that yet. Ooh, Tune in Thursday for another game Scoops. probably coming in 2019. Wow. Well, I was going to say, I was like, I took two meetings last, like in the last two weeks. Was anyway, game. nearly spoiled something. No, I didn't. Literally, be... the game's not announced. How did I spoil it? It's not a real game. So you have speculation about, about what that game might be. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited about this because it reminds me a lot of Lost Legacy mm-hmm. and that relationship. Oh, totally. That's what I mentioned. There. Yeah. And it's just like, that's I just cared about them. Yeah. The adventure itself didn't feel like it was well as well put together as Uncharted mm-hmm. or so I, I'm... I, com- I love Firewatch. I so. completely agree. Like Chloe and Nadine were my favorite thing about yeah. Lost Legacy. I think they so. were meant to be. That was yeah. Cool. Yeah. They were. They were the game. Like they yeah. made the game. That's so absolutely good. what their yeah. goal was. I literally said like other other characters you could compare this to like Chloe and Nadine. And it was like yeah, that's kind of the idea. Is it's about these two people who ultimately have the same goal but have been through a lot of conflict together. So they say, don't they hate each other? Like is that that's the sort whole of thing? what I like. Like these characters hate each other. Chloe and Nadine don't like each other. And, no, yeah. that's super rude. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's even more interesting that these two characters know each other though. Yeah. Like it's not a, hey, you're convenient to call up, and I know you have some issues with somebody else, but yeah. you're gonna go on this adventure. Well, they said they wanted to make a game about two adults with baggage, and they yeah. said the fact, like the difference between, you know, a person that you spend all day with and sort of have to rely on versus like someone who's your actual best friend. Like these people aren't best friends, but it's like we need each other, so let's mm-hmm. deal with this. Like mm-hmm. both of our careers are in the dumps, and this might be the thing to you know help us. So let's just. Deal with our problems. Yeah. Like, we don't know what, why they fell apart. We don't know what happened, but yeah. I don't know. Given the fact that you know, Firewatch was this amazing story, and then you know, Sean and Jake, the the leads on it, were at Telltale, and and they, that was the Walking Dead season one. Like, I totally trust this team to oh, absolutely sure. make some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, also, the song was great. The song was great. Three out of the four of us think it's great. Well, Miranda was I writing don't news. Remember it. Two out of the four Very of us good. thinks it's great. <laughs> one is undetermined. One didn't like the song. I didn't like the song. I think it's awesome. Well, I make music. I feel like I feel like that's probably the least important part of that trailer, so it's not a big deal. What the music was so good. It's so good. So good. I just mean really in any song. trailer, like you can have a good no, trailer what about with the, bad music. Hey, it's fine. Uh, I remember the Mad World trailer for Gears of War, and I don't I remember, remember anything else in that trailer so but Mad World. Yeah. Donnie Darko, my friend. They also had like a Devotchka song. I remember those Devotchka? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just haven't heard the word soon. Anyways, that was beyond episode five hundred and twenty three. Uh <laughs> You can find this episode as well as Let's Plays and Rapid Fire. We didn't do Rapid Fire this week because we didn't put up last week, so we're just going to put up last week's this week. Ooh, oh, okay. cheat code. Why didn't it go up? I don't know. I was at PSX. Let's save it Why later. It there's there's a lot going on. The producer. Uh, you can find that at uh, youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. Aren't you literally the producer? Uh, we don't want to have this conversation right now. I think she's literally. We're really pulling back. <laughs> the answer is hey, no. Uh, as long as we're pulling back the curtain, can I tell people that you called her Miranda at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> it was Miranda. Miranda. Mar- there. Yeah, I <laughs> we had to fine. redo it. I thought it was. Fine. I think it's been stellar. I don't remember that at all. That's not. That's not anywhere. Or you can find us on Facebook. Your girlfriend. Facebook.com slash groups slash IGN Beyond, and you can find my nice girlfriend Kara. She got away from that mean Todd. <laughs> Thanks for helping her. Anyone uh, listening to the audio version, that's not going to make any sense. No, that's so fine. So check out the video version. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and you can find us all on social media. I am at McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Uh, you check out my uh, Kojima interview, please. I think it was a very good feature. And then uh, we have all sorts of end of the year stuff that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Zach, where can people find you and what sort of stuff should they check on? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ZacharyasD. Um, it might be Zacharias underscore D. I don't remember. I it's one know. of the two. Just I find Zacharias and you'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, as long as you're checking stuff out, uh, all of our best of the year stuff is up now, and uh, we've worked tirelessly to get that stuff in order. Uh, the nominees' videos are really good, and all the winners are going to be announced next week. What did you vote so, for for Game of the Year? I voted for per- Persona 5. So did I. Yeah. Zelda. I didn't even finish Persona 5, and I was like, this is by far and away the best game that what I've What did you vote for? Year. I don't want to tell you. Why? It's a secret. She voted for. She the votes for, are done. She voted for Halo Wars too. Yeah, <laughs> the only one. Oh. <laughs> uh, Miranda, where can, we, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Havoc Gross on Twitter and pretty much everyone else. It's Havoc with a K. Um, right now, I'm just helping with best of stuff. Please don't forget to vote for all of our awards because there's people's choice for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, vote for anime. Vote for Wolfenstein too. Thank like you. actually, there's like TV. A vote for anime is stuff. a vote Please for America. Anime. <laughs> anyway, vote for Wolfenstein too for anime. Vote for Tenchi Muyo yeah, in Love is best anime. Wolfenstein too. Tenchi Muyo in Love. Yeah, I like Tenchi Muyo. Um, but aside from that, I'm kind of working on some end of the year features and also cleaning up wikis. Like, hey, we have a lot of real great wikis. You should uh-huh. come out sometime. I'll help you. It will. I yeah, I, I use our wikis. I use our Persona hey. wiki and I use our Zelda wiki this year. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think I also used the Wolfenstein one because I got tricked at one point. <laughs> Alana. Where can we find you? Oh, there were so many Nazis, I didn't know what to do. And it turns out I had to shoot them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wolfenstein, too. I, I thought we were supposed to hear them out. <laughs> oh. I didn't realize. Oh, boy. Realize. Oh, God. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm on all of the social medias at Charalanazad, and I just published uh, my actual full preview of the Kara demo, so you can check that out. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, we have a bunch of previews. Uh, Andrew did a big in-depth thing on Dreams. Uh, I think those were literally the three main ones, so we did it. Yeah, PSX was like super cool, but very weird because we feel like we didn't do that much, but we met a lot of people. Yes. Like, I feel like I met maybe 300 people. It was insane. It was awesome. Thank you to everyone who said 100 hi. 100 of them said we were tall. 100 of them said we were tall. <laughs> no, it's thank like, you so It's much. been such a stressful time of year, so like I feel like PSX was just like so positive and, and yeah. meeting so many people was no, awesome. No, seriously. So. To anyone thank who came up with us, uh, yeah. came up to us at PSX great. or at the Game Awards. Uh, everyone was lovely. Every single person was awesome. And if you, if you see us, don't be afraid to say hi. This podcast has more endings than Return of the King. It's fine. Yeah. That's such a bad joke. That's such like a, a lazy. Like, yeah, I said it. That's such a low, low, low. What bearing. if you said like more that's endings the, than Nia? That would be better. This that's the joke. That, you should have said more. Oh, that's way better. better. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're for wrong. Zach, Miranda, and Alana, this is Marty. This is Miranda. Uh, beyond Miranda. episode five hundred twenty-three. Oh, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Beyond. 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 Oh, wait, we didn't say it at all this episode. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.